Hello, and welcome to Wise Advice on Educational Planning by Macmillan Education, the nation's oldest and foremost educational consulting firm. Today, we are joined by the company's CEO, Don McMillan, to discuss the common application. Let's get into it. All right, Don, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Noah. So let's just hop right into what may seem like an obvious question, but what is the purpose and the benefit of the Common App? Because it's not been a part of college admissions for all that long. Well, Noah, thanks for having me. And summer brings with it sun, vacation, and I guess a lot of rain this year in the northeast of the U.S., and the Common App. So the Common App is the application used by over a 1,000 colleges to help students apply and streamline their applications so it's easier to submit to a number of colleges. The reason it can be helpful for kids is it can help organize and save time that multiple applications that I and students' parents remember doing kind of one by one. So it's a way for students to really focus more of their time in the college process, researching schools and finding out about different programs and social vibes of campuses and a little less time with the busy work on the application itself. That said, even though, as I said, over a thousand colleges accept the Common App, there are a few important colleges that have a separate application, most notably the University of California system and Georgetown. But for those colleges, what we always recommend here at Macmillan Education is you get a big head start on the Common App starting in July and August, the early part of August, and then recycle those parts to those other applications for places like California and Georgetown. The other thing I would add is that it's important to make an account if you haven't already by the middle of the summer or certainly towards the end of the summer. You go to commonapp.org, and there's also a really easy app to put on your phone as well for the Common App. So you mentioned prepping the different parts. Let's uh, let's hop into what exactly the different parts of the Common App are. Sure. Uh, half of the Common App is sort of demographic information, then half of it is pretty substantive, having to do with the student's activities and writing and also some academic information. So we'll break it down. First, the busy work, which you could do with your headphones on or watching Netflix, is simply filling out at commonapp.org or on the phone app the profile information about your family and your educational background. The second part, which really is used in evaluation by different universities, has to do with your testing. And keep in mind, this is a test optional universe, as you've heard on Susanna's podcast. So we encourage students either to go with an SAT score, an ACT score, or the test optional. Then there's two other really critical parts the activity list, where students write really concise resume, CV-like, 150-character descriptions of their extracurriculars. It could be a club, it could be arts and music, it could be community service, hobbies, sports, work, family responsibilities. And they rank them, the students do, from most important to least important. And what's most important? It's things that you have spent the most time on and you're most passionate about. There's not a you know, flute isn't more important than tennis for a college or than working at Dunkin' Donuts. You decide and kind of self-choose what's prioritizing for you. 
Um, the third part of this substantive part of the Common App, in addition to testing and activities, is writing. And the Common App has essay prompts, the main essay prompts, as well as a ton of supplemental essay prompts. And we'll have a separate podcast about that, but I'll make a couple of pointed pieces of advice about the writing. The first is to make sure that for all your writing, you do it on a separate Google Doc. We encourage students to brainstorm. We provide them feedback and ideas. It's their authentic 17-year-old imperfect colloquial voice, but they want to go through draft after draft. We just had a student who was in here today who went through Um, started with 900 words, cut it down to 800. He's got to get it down to 650. That's all in a Google Doc before it's cut and pasted onto the Common App. And the other piece of the writing that's on the Common App are the supplements. Those are those individual questions that each college asks, such as Tufts saying, what's cool about learning? Or the University of Chicago saying, where's Waldo? Or what is X? Or what if the moon were made of cheese? And some more straightforward essays on the Common App under supplements, like what do you want to study and what's your favorite extracurricular activity? Okay, now that we've covered the different parts that are to be filled in, what is the best way to fill them in? We follow a really deliberate sequence that leads up to kind of the crescendo of the main personal statement. So there's three steps. We encourage students first Well, after they've done the family and demographic information, the name of their school, for the substantive part, the first is to get their activity list in priority, first to most important to least important. And once they've made those descriptions, then to build a draft of what we call a short extracurricular essay. And that's those supplemental questions that say, describe what you like to do in your free time or what's your favorite hobby. So we'll examine the activity list, pick the best one out. So if a student has mock trial or debate or basketball, they choose that as their what we call extracurricular essay. Then the next part in filling out the common application, and we show models quite a bit so students have an idea of what a finished product looks like, we build to what we call an academic essay. And those are those short supplements, shorter than the regular common app essay, which is 650 words. These are ones that are maybe 100 to 300 words, maybe 400 words. And the academic essay can be phrased in different ways. What do you like to study? What are your intellectual interests? Or why do you want to come to Tufts? And you can talk about, well, I have an interest in engineering, but I also want to study some humanities. Therefore, the Tufts curriculum meets my demands. So we've built up the beginning of the middle of the summer We will do the activity list towards the end of July. We'll do those short supplemental academic and extracurricular essays. And then out of that, we can mine the best stuff, the best nuggets, and find the main personal statement, which is arguably the most important 650 words in your application. And the reason we wait on the main essay of the common application is Sometimes when a student is writing about their love for mathematics and puzzles and numbers and Sudoku, all of a sudden we go, that's your main essay. Or they might be writing about an extracurricular activity. Like I had one student who wrote about building rafts out of junk wood. And I was like, dude, that's an engineering essay that you want to use for your main essay. 
So we want to look at all the material, sort of this archive of different drafts, and say, this is the best stuff. Let's use that for your main essay. If we go through the Common App and we've gone through the activity list and those short essays, and then we maybe still want a fresh idea, the last page of the Common App has the essay prompts. And those are, there's seven options. One's about your identity. One's about lessons you've learned. One's, you pick one. One is about choosing a belief that you've questioned. The fourth one is about reflect on something that someone has done for you that's made you happy. Then discuss an accomplishment that led you to grow. And then the final two are, I love the second to last one, describe something you find so engaging it makes you lose track of all time. But then the seventh one says, share an, op- an essay on any topic of your choice. So essentially that common app, that final big piece, the 650 word main personal statement slash college essay can be anything at all. And we have a system to help students really get their voice on the page there for that particular personal statement, which has become even more important post-COVID when testing has become optional. So what's new in this year's Common App? Well, each year, uh, college counseling geeks like the 18 of us here at Macmillan Education, and we're, we just met today for an hour and a half. What's new? How do we change trade notes? What have we seen for colleges? How's the Common App different? Sometimes there's a new essay prompt. This year, there's not that much new. But what is new for college admissions is reflected in the common application. Those are groundbreaking shifts, such as the Supreme Court decision eliminating race-based college admissions preference. We also, last year, are still feeling the effects of the Dobbs decision. So the broader question is, how can the common application allow a student, given the changes in the landscape, um, getting rid of race as an issue, sometimes getting rid of testing as an issue? Will chat GBT take over the college essay? That means the common app this year, how it's different, becomes really critical for a student to use it to present a mosaic of the different parts of their personality and profile. What I mean by that, Noah, and you applied when you remember putting your pieces together, just maybe a few more now, you've got to, with those different essays, with the activity list and the main statement, personal statement, really get different pieces of yourself and have sort of a window to your personality. And the common app is more important now than it ever has been. What would you say the most common common app mistakes are that people should be aware of in order to avoid? Uh, Kids will rush through the activity list and just list um, without giving good 150 word refined descriptions of the impact of or the impact that they've had on a community. So for example, they might just say literary club and was member as opposed to founded and created first online poetry, Instagram page, semicolon, solicited entries from peers, semicolon, invited visiting poet. So really having well-refined language for the activity list, that's one. The second common app mistake often is to rush through the supplemental essays. Get everything done, do the main statement. I'll just glance at why are you applying to University of Colorado or fill in the blank. And admissions 
officers will tell us, those college-specific questions are very important. I did have a student once who claimed that he was not accepted because he had this date of birth wrong. Now, I would contest that's not the reason. Maybe there were some academic liabilities. I don't think putting June 12th instead of September 12th made that big a deal. But I would say those activities and the short essays are ones that are sometimes overlooked. On the note of the activity list, how do you recommend students who have more than 10 activities to narrow down that list? Well, Noah, it's an issue of quality more than quantity. Some kids have just four or five, which are extraordinarily deep. And nine and 10 might be babysat my little brother three times or went to the food pantry once. You want to put substantive activities on there for one thing. So in terms of the super agile kid who's got a million activities, usually you can be concise and put them into 10. You might combine recreational basketball and weightlifting into kind of fitness. You might be able to combine a couple of uh, community service events into one, but we have a, it normally works out pretty well and kids can get it within the scope of 10 and it doesn't have to be 10. What are some parts outside of the evaluative parts we've discussed that are worth noting in the Common App? Well, outside of the essays and the activity list, and then again, the demographic portions, there's two other components in the Common App that uh, one is more school-facing. The Common App is a vehicle through which the high schools will send the teacher recommendations. So when I and many of my colleagues here at Macmillan Education were school counselors, college counselors at a school, we would use the Common App to invite a teacher to submit a recommendation. We would submit our college counselor report as well. So it's it's a very convenient tool for that to get things submitted. So that's one other way it's used. The second other way that the Common App is very important is, of course, you put your colleges there and you click submit. So it's your college list. Now, what we do is we build that college list over time as we develop a relationship with the student. We leverage the strengths, mitigate the weaknesses. We're crisscrossing the country all the time, visiting and revisiting colleges. A bunch of us were just down in Washington, D.C. for the umpteenth time to see what's new at American and George Washington and Georgetown. So if you were applying to those outside of Georgetown, which is none of the common app, you would place those in your college list. And then when it's time to submit, you actually submit from commonapp.org. And that's poof when the student materials go to all the colleges. The timing is such that the schools and the recs and the transcripts come a little separately from the school facing side. But the Common App, you're going to hit submit. Don't wait until Halloween or New Year's Eve. Let me explain why. November 1st is the big first deadline with a couple exceptions of some October deadlines. But November 1st is ED, early decision one. Guess what? The Common App sometimes crashes the night before when you're trick-or-treating. So we have our students submit well in advance, so at least a week in advance of November 1st. So that's a big day to hit submit. The other humongous day is New Year's Day. So New Year's Eve, once we had a counselor who was doing last minute support and near the stroke of midnight, a glass of Coke or champagne or something spilled in his computer. I was not pleased because that student and ruined the keyboard and the computer. That student should have submitted well before New Year's Eve. But it's a vehicle through which you actually submit your apps and then you see the status and you 
um, then eventually you'll get decisions through the portal of the university or through a nice email in your inbox like, hey, you've been accepted. We want you to come. Are there any other types of common apps? Yes, there was a movement just before COVID, a year or two before, for the coalition. And the coalition is a smaller band of colleges that uh, was purported to have better access to students of need, mixed reviews, kind of was a second smaller common app. We tend to discourage it with some exceptions for schools. There are a couple that just take the coalition app. But in order to minimize um, kind of bureaucracy and to streamline a student's work, we prefer the Common App, but we will help students decide. But I guess we added another group there. The Common App, the state-specific ones, could be Texas, could be California, a couple of one-offs like Georgetown, and then a few schools that are in this coalition. That is kind of the same. They originally had a locker you were going to submit everything into, but like a portfolio of work. But the Common App sort of reigns supreme for college admissions right now. All right, Don, as we wrap up, what are some last thoughts you have on the Common App that people should know? Well, one is there's a blessing and a curse with it being so efficient and so easy to use in your phone or computer. The blessing is just that. It's efficient. The curse is because it's so easy to fill out, kids are applying to more colleges. So a few years ago, the average student we would work with might apply six to eight or nine colleges Now it's 9 to 12 because you just click a box and off you go your entire application, especially if there's not a supplement. So that's made selective colleges even more selective on top of factors like international kids are now applying in droves again because COVID is pretty, pretty much a thing of the past. And the Biden administration has been more open to international visitors than the previous administration. So it is a tough landscape. Um, the second piece I would say is start early and finish early. You want this bad boy wrapped up before you go back to 12th grade so you can focus the fall of senior year on what you should be focusing on your academics, getting your everything kind of set up or final visits for college, and you're not scrambling to fill out pieces of the common application. So, you know, kind of looping back to my broader point, it's a really neat system where students can put their best foot forward through the different elements, their activities, the essays, the short and long ones, and get a real authentic mosaic of themselves presented to colleges. All right, Don, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Wise Advice on Educational Planning. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review.